You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. It's good. It's good. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> and I hate that you did yeah. that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I feel that. This week was one of the fastest weeks I've had in a long time. Yes. Like, I literally yes. feel like it was Sunday yesterday. Maybe yes. two days ago. I've been drinking a little bit, so <laughs> I'm really going to try my best to, like, not be on a Dorinda slur, but honestly, no promises. Um, I mean, you know, I'm lit up too, it's fine, <laughs> right. so everything will be all right. Just yeah. try to over enunciate and do what you can, <laughs> right? As Sheena Shea says, it's all happening, and here we are. So, today we are talking about Real Housewives of New York, Roni, um, and we're just covering. The reunion episodes, parts one, two, and three, um, which I feel like is fair enough. It gives you a synopsis, obviously, of like everything that went down on the season. Um, what do you, I guess, again, though, do we rate the reunion parts or do we rate the season in general? I think the reunion parts, maybe at the end, we'll talk about the season in general. But for now, just for the episodes... The second part is always the worst part of all reunions. It just, the bookends are the better parts and the middle always seems frivolous. I wish they would cut it down to two reunion parts for most of these shows. I think Beverly Hills could have been covered in two parts. This could have been covered in two parts as well. So the dragging it on, I'm not a huge fan of, so I'm going to have to dock points for that. (laughs) And (laughs) the first part was the best part, honestly. Mm, so I'm saying, I guess, overall, B minus. And then the first part, a B plus for the first part, C minus. We're, I'm going for a C minus on the second. And then I'm going for the, the last part, like a C plus, B minus. Okay, what are you thinking? Um, honestly, not even going to argue because I can't remember what happened in the separate parts. <laughs> like our listeners, I too will be learning what happens in these parts because I watched it so long ago but yeah seriously I mean honestly just overall it was very 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 average C C if I'm being you know truthful C plus if I want to be a little bit honest because unlike the rest of America I like Roni um you know it historically gets pretty low ratings in general but I truly feel like this was probably one of the more lackluster seasons of Roni than the past ones. So, this is the worst season of Roni. Yeah. I'm declaring it that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with uh, that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to, there's stuff to talk about. There's always shit to talk about. We'll, we'll find things to talk about. By the end of this podcast episode, you too will be surprised by how much you managed to listen to us talk about something. You wouldn't think that there was that much to talk about, but there is. So, and what's crazy is at the beginning of all of these things, I'm like, mm, don't know where that's going, and then we just go, and then we figure it out, go. and it'll get it'll get figured out in the end. We'll talk right. about it. The worst case, we'll min- Mention it all. Right. Worst case scenario, we managed to condense everything into like an hour. <laughs> I don't know, but like, it's fine. I know, though, which would be great. That would be amazing. 
it starts off with, you know, a little intro montage as per usual. Um, this time it's a little different because obviously it's happening during COVID-19 times. Um, but this is the first reunion that they're not having it virtual. They're actually in person, social distanced, of course. I think it's on Long Island. Probably. Something like that. Um, but I can't remember the name of it. But I found it interesting that they showed each of the ladies coming in in their masks. Like, just that shot of that to mm-hmm. just acknowledge, like, it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't really want to follow the rules. I'm sure we'll mention that a couple times. So the the mask intro was truly just to say, like, get to get the formalities out of the way, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even have, like, the guys posted at the front door asking, have you been around or have you experienced any COVID symptoms in the last 14 days? It's like, all right, okay, we get it. You're doing your checks. I love when Dorinda was like, have you asked Ramona these things? Because Ramona's disgusting and she's going to lie about all of them, but yes to all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of, after, you know, Andy does his little introductions with everybody, they kind of start asking Ramona questions. Yeah, so they start with kind of asking Ramona about what she was doing over this whole, you know, pandemic. And she says that she was down in Florida with her ex-husband and her daughter. She said it was a great experience for her daughter and for her, and that they became a family again. She said that he, quote unquote, doesn't stimulate her. So, you know. <laughs> um, apparently, Sonia was at a spa in Palm Springs, and <laughs> Luann is trying to cope with <laughs> the loss of her cabaret shows, and, you know. <laughs> The biggest news is Sonya got a facelift. <laughs> That's the biggest news right. there. That looks great. She wanted to look like Ellen Barkin. She does kind of look like Ellen Barkin, which is funny, It was interesting but... because yeah. Andy complimented Ramona on her look. He said, Ramona, you look best ever. He was gushing over and her. So now I need to see Andy's chart because he capes for these Scorpio bitches like no other. And I really, really need to know why. Because, in my opinion... The only thing I can think of that I know off the top of my head is he is an Earth Moon. I do know that. Well, in my opinion, these bitches don't deserve it. Okay? Not... No, he does... He should not... Not... He should not be kissing... He just said, hey, Lou. Oh, Ramona, you look stunning! Like, hello? Luann and fucking Sonya look amazing. At least give Sonya that respect. She paid fucking tons of fucking money for her face. Okay? And she's admitting to doing that. Ramona's not admitting to paying for her face, even though we know that's the truth. And Luann looks great also. I was just like... Luann looks best ever. Like, with the added tracks for fullness. I mean, we're not talking when Luann was like a 20-something, 30-something. Of course, she was dropped dead. But we're talking about, like, in recent years, this is the best Luann has ever looked. So, give her that compliment. Where's that? Nowhere to be found. So, well, apparently, Ramona and her best ever look. One of the first questions I was asked was actually to Leah, because she had made a post on her Instagram saying that she was so disgusted by some of her castmates. And and the person who asked the question then posed, who are you talking about? And, you know, Ramona immediately jumped in because she knew it was about her. Because she was the only one that had traveled down to Florida while everyone else was kind of hunkered down in New York. And Ramona actually did get COVID. (laughs) 
which is not shocking. Um, <laughs> Crazy. And she was traveling the whole time she had COVID. She went from New York to Aspen, from Aspen to Florida, from Florida back to New York. Like, But the time she got COVID, she definitely was in Aspen and Florida. Exactly. And now, you know, everyone's just dogging her because she's so out of touch on Instagram, posting pictures of her smiling and her workouts and her cooking and basically having a ball while people are dying. So you read about it at 4 a.m. and after that, it didn't, it doesn't happen. It It's no longer happening. It's Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it grooving. All right. It's your world. It's really her world and we're just living in it. Also, apparently she had Lyme disease too at some point. I mean, it's, give me a fucking break. She's a walking Petri dish, as someone said. She also had a random bit where she said, I don't wear masks in the ocean. Um, when asked why she was at Mar-a-Lago. Um, <laughs> just... Screaming that she got tested for COVID like at Mar-a-Lago or some beach club or wherever she was at. Huh? What is this place you're at? She was like, it's for members only! Like, okay, but it doesn't mean you don't... Having COVID and being a member, you can have both. It Both can happen at the same time. You're acting like it's a COVID-free country club. That's not guaranteed, babe. That's just exactly. not how that goes. And in order to give everyone at home an idea of how bad this fucking reunion was, that was all of the first section of part one. And then it went to commercial break. So the only thing we fucking talked about was Ramona breaking the COVID-19 federal rules. That was it. So the next scene, um, or I guess, you know, part of the reunion, we're just talking about Leah and giving her the intro as, you know, the newest Rony girl on the block. Not much to say here. If you saw the show, you know who Leah is. And if you didn't, then, I mean, what's the point of me even talking about it? Because then you won't even know who Leah is still. But just know she's pretty much well-received by the people. (laughs) And well-received by her castmates, with the exception of Ramona. And even then, Ramona's still kind of obsessed with her. Um, it's, Mm -hmm. It's just a weird dynamic between the two of them. What would you give her, like, for yourself as a season one housewife, as a rookie housewife? Like I said, like, I, I, I did enjoy Leah, personally. I thought that she brought some interesting things to the table. She's different. She's young. She has tattoos. You know, that was a big deal to them. Um, she has issues, and she's open with those issues. She has a weird dynamic with her baby daddy. I love weird dynamics um very like scott and courtney which and i like those relationships i don't know why i'll give her an a but i'm also recognizing that i might be a little biased just because this season without her like would have been ridiculously bad like you know what i mean like she carried the season definitely on her fucking back as she said i elevate the shit so i'm gonna give her the a but i also recognize that I had no choice but to give her an A because she was the only one doing much of anything this season. Okay, that's fair. I have to give her a minus. I'm only docking points. She was an A-plus rookie year overall, but the fact that this season, even with her, this being her her freshman year, I'm sorry I have to put all this pressure on her. It's a shit season, so I can't give her over (laughs) an A-minus. That's hardly fair. Yeah, tough luck. That's New York for you. Yeah. What did you think about her, um, her dress? I will say it looked a lot more Mortal Kombat in the picture than it did in real life when it was moving and stuff. 
it, it was a little more artistry in it when it was moving around in like a live and video, you know what I mean? I would have liked to see it in person. Um, I found it interesting, which I like when they just wear interesting stuff. Agreed. The jewelry didn't match in any sense of the word. <laughs> um, so there was that. I'm also, I keep staring at, I keep staring at her nose trying to figure out what she tried to fix on it. I don't know. These these girls, these girls getting these nose jobs, they find something. It's always very interesting. To, I don't look at, you know, noses. Unless the nose is like blatantly bad, then it's like whatever. But since I don't even like look at noses and think like, oh my gosh, she needs to fix that. And it's until someone does it, fixes it for good or bad. And then I'm like, oh, that's what you decided to change? Or, oh. I didn't think you needed to change that, but now that you have, I see that it's actually working for you. You know what I mean? So, to me, when I look at her nose, I don't think there's anything that needs to change necessarily, but I look forward to seeing the outcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have assumed, if I'm remembering this correctly, the picture or the video or, or whatever I saw when she was post-op still with the bruises saying, like, yeah, I got a nose job. It was more so around the sinus area, like that kind of bruising. I would have assumed if she was the nose job, she would have gone for like the bottom, the tip, you know what I mean? Shortened it up with Kim K. Not not Kim K. Well, Kim K too. Mm. Um, Kim Zosiak style. Not go for a full like tip up, but you know what I mean? I thought she was going to go for the tip. And I don't think I saw much tip work. I think I saw a lot of bridge work, which I'm confused about. So that already has me a little nervous because if I was to assume what she was going to do, I think she would go for the tip over the bridge. The bridge is fine, but... You know what? Uh, TBD. We'll see. Yeah. Would I have gone for her nose as the first thing for her to do? Probably not. I probably would have hit up the jawline personally, but that's just me. I want to talk about the segment where Sonya kind of tries to backtrack about the whole tattoos comment and then throws out, I felt sexually attracted to Leah, so I just wanted to play with her a little bit. Listen, Sonya has made many passes at these housewives likes women that she will do women that she probably has done women i'm actually reminded of you know because i'm currently you know re-watching old seasons of roni and i'm reminded of i'm actually talking about when sonia had her paper magazine party and this random woman yes she makes out with the random woman who kind of looks like <laughs> Countess Luann's daughter which is a completely different <laughs> girl but yeah so she just makes out with this random <laughs> biker chick almost and it's just like wait what and everybody at the party was like wait what the fuck is happening like and Sonia's just down for it she's like I thought you know we were just doing a little hug and she slipped me the tongue and Tony you know Sonia's never gonna say no you know doesn't matter who that tongue's coming from she'll take it wow it honestly inspires me I should live my life like that. It gives me shades of, remember when Charlie on Vanderpump Rules thought she would say literally the most philosophic thing ever when she was like, a millionaire at an Emmy's party told me, you say yes to everything once. (laughs) (laughs) But like, (laughs) wait, but like they won't guess because you say yes, so they'll assume you'll say yes, A. And B, but also I understand what you're saying because it keeps your foot in the door. If you say yes the first time, they'll ask you again, probably. It's a way to live. I I truly, I feel like in my fullest Form, I would live like that. What are your no's? Like, what would you like definitely feel like you would say no to? No to riding in a helicopter, but I can't really think of anything and no bungee jumping, <laughs> but I would skydive. But other than that, no, I can't well, really I know think of too many things. There's not really too much I would say no to. I feel like because on Fresh Prince, 
you know, that's how he died. Like <laughs> Hillary's fiance died like that. And I just feel like it's less secure. I don't know something about like bungeeing back. I don't need to. I'll just jump and then that'll be the final destination. I don't need to come down and go back. Sounds it sounds like there that's are complications very, that can happen with that very one. Skydiving seems pretty point. like cool. It's the act of having to per- be perpetually suspended in the air that bothers me. It's just like all right. All right. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I jump down. It's not fair. I don't want to be hooked up back. to anything. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say eating ass, but then <laughs> there are. <laughs> I can't but really say that. I can't really say um, that. That just. <laughs> that, just comes, <laughs> that just comes with the territory of life nowadays. You know what I mean? I would rather invite someone else into the bedroom <laughs> to do it than for me to have to. And I, and you know what? I <laughs> if I could like, get I that set up, might, that might be the time that he comes. It's up easier to me that way. And says, "I need you to eat my ass." Or the time that he it's about that time, yeah, up yeah. While I'm down there tooting <laughs> that booty, like, as oh I like God. to say. So clearly, we've got to talk. So it's <laughs> it's. I'm hiring <laughs> help. I'm calling 411. I'm calling a friend. Like, it's time for me to bring somebody else in. Yeah, I've reached my threshold and where I feel comfortable, but I'll raise you right. one to get Who you back to where you need to be. You see what I mean? I see what kind of bitch I am? I, yeah. I'm not even saying, yeah. like, you know, you having a desire is bad or anything. I get it. 100%. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was it, a man, I would totally sense. be into even, it. Like, anatomically for y'all, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're just such it. dummies. However, <laughs> I can't be the one to do it for you. So I'm just gonna have to phone a friend. I'm gonna have to be okay with that, and I am. And I am. And I and you can look forward to so you know what? being with a woman. Maybe that's okay I can't say that. no to that. But realistically, um, you know what? I'm gonna have to pretty much certain drugs. I would just say no to just because it's, like... it's not my business. There are quite a few drugs I would say yes to, but there's quite a few that uh, there's not. It's not my business to try. I can hear a story right. or read up. Like on I said, it, it was really one needed. particular drug. We can talk about anything, okay? Don't worry about what could they possibly be talking about. We'll find something. All that to say, I like that Sonia embraces it all, and she says that <laughs> I had a connection with. And her. I like that it was. A, that it was- <laughs> this is the first time Leah was hearing this. Leah was not. She didn't pick up on the sexual energy that Sonia picked up on. She completely missed it. She made out with Tiffany, and it's but just had crazy no to me because Sonia. Sonia really be down to. Quite honestly, fuck anybody except for Tinsley. If I was Tinsley, I would definitely feel supremely offended. It's the poofy dresses. She's not into it. Because she likes her girls with a little bit of edge. Yeah, that's some messy. Ooh, <gasps> guys. I breaking news. If it is breaking news, but it's just about what we're talking about. Here's the thing. Um, so I listen, a podcaster told me via their podcast to listen to Heather Thompson, Heather Halla Thompson, um, her podcast, and she had Carol on as a guest, and they were kind of recounting, like, past stuff, and it's produced okay. by the same people that produce Watch What Happens Live, okay? In the podcast, two things, two big notes. It was 30, it was about 30 minutes, fast forwarded, you know, get to the juice. They started the juice pretty early, like five minutes in, you, they start talking. One, they both acknowledge that when they get asked about their housewives experience, the number one thing is always the whole like pirate and St. Bart's of it all. That's always, if someone's asking about housewives to them, it's usually about that. So 
Heather says two things. She says that the night that <laughs> Luann stumbled in with the pirate, you know, in part, <laughs> in part of that story, she stops in Heather's room. So she stops in Heather's room to drop... A- should I say this is all alleged? Heather says this is a fact. It's all alleged. <laughs> I, my ass isn't getting sued. So Heather, Heather said it's a fact, and it is a fact, allegedly, that she, Luann walks in with the pirate in her room. She's already asleep. She comes in, and she's like, okay, like, hey, like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm asleep. And Luann's like, oh, we brought this for you, and it's a joint, right? Because we both know, everyone knows, if you don't know, Carol and Heather, they were the two smoking buddies. They were the ones that smoked weed together. So she brought her a joint, and she was like, this is for you. I came to bring you this. And so she was like, okay, thanks. And then she said more hardcore drugs came out. And we all know, allegedly, Luann is a huge cokey. So she and Tomas start doing harder drugs. And Heather doesn't really do that. She's like a weed smoker, so she's not really on that. And she's like, oh, so like I don't really want to partake in this. So they leave the room. So they're so, like, hammered. They don't notice. Like, they think they're being quiet and going through this whole night, like, being secretive. But they're loud as fuck, and everyone knows they're in the house. Like, they thought they were whispering and shit. They're zooted. Anyway, so, secondly, the next night when Sonia has her time with the pirate, remember how Carol said, like, I don't want to say this, but there was some butt-fucking going on? Heather was the, of course, Heather's the one to tell Carol for Carol to report it in her confessional, but um, Heather walked in on Toma and Sonia having sex. And I believe she was alluding to the fact that she definitely saw them in a precarious position where she saw for a fact they were doing anal <laughs> and there were some toys out as well. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> So I, in my mind, here's what I see. Because how would you know she's doing anal? It's not, you're not hitting it doggy. That means she's doing it like low-key spread eagle, you know what I mean? Or her back where he's leaned back and she's, her back is facing him, you know what I mean? If she's like up eagle, like spread eagle. And he probably has a toy mm. in the, you know, in the cat. You know what I mean? That's what I imagine. Because she then said that as soon as she walked in, she was in front of like, it was multiple people with her. But she walked in first, so she kind of held everyone off, so not everyone saw it. I don't know who else saw it, but whatever. So, yeah, she says, sprung forward and closed the door. So I imagine she would have to be in the spread eagle in order to the spring forward, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fully thought this out. <laughs> the fact that I had nothing but time last night to do the math on this. And that's what it added up to me. Yeah, but they never aired it because it was crazy. <sighs> well, on that note, um, the next scene... <laughs> everyone's drinking habits over the past season um and you know everyone's fucking wasty like no one's really sober so it's really unfair when they call each other out because it's like actually you've all had pretty bad looks you know um i found this so alarming because i feel like this was supposed to be a moment of like they were all supposed to be embarrassed, but none of them were embarrassed. They were all, like, laughing, look like, ha-ha, look what I did. I'm like, this was supposed to right. be a moment where you were reflecting, like, ooh, that's not a good look. Right. None of them took it like that, really. And so one of the viewers asked, does anyone wish they did more to address some of the sloppier behavior in regards to their drinking? Leah said, I think I addressed mine. And Sonia was like, I certainly reeled it in. And then so Andy, Missy, 
He says, Dorinda, have you seen anything that has made you want to alter your behavior drinking-wise? <laughs> she says, quote, of course. When the season ends, I think we all stop. I mean, I'm not like Ramona. I'm not out every night. Ramona's out every single night drinking. And then Ramona runs and says, I drink water. Hello. That's why I'm so thin. And then Dorinda says, you're not that good. Two things. Just get the other one out of the way. Love that she dogged Ramona. Like Ramona swears that she is as thin as a pickle. Man, thinner. He <laughs> may be even thinner and than a pickle. Who knows? Short, with her little pot belly sometimes. And, and you know what? And it's fine, but Stop pretending like you're the skinniest thing walking. Or you know what? Keep pretending like you are. What do I care? It's your world. You know? <laughs> Again, and it's her world. The other thing was the fact that Andy specifically asked Dorinda a question about her own behavior and that Dorinda was unable to answer that question about her own specific behavior and thus turned to the group and said, I think we've all altered, Abid. We're talking about you. And other people like, okay, Lou is sober right now. Leah is sober right now. Sonia went to a sober house low-key and got stuck there in quarantine. So she's was sober for a period, That which is like she likes to do that. Binge for a period. Sober for a period. So she did her sober period so she can binge now. Where are you at? And as we much don't as hear anything drink, about what she you're doesn't doing. doesn't really get super sloppy as these other ladies do. I'll give her that. <laughs> a true alcoholic, she's always steady. <laughs> um, and obviously Tinsley's never been out of control either. So it just it just continued. It just showed how Dorinda is really just unable to take any accountability for her own actions and behavior. Even to talk about her behavior hypothetically, like she couldn't even do that without bringing up Ramona. It was very Donald Trump esque, but she was like, "Yeah, I think we all do." You know, you know, unlike Ramona, I'm not drinking like Ramona. I'm like, wait, what? Like, even it. Listen, I don't like Ramona. I'm not a Ramona apologist. And I'm I'm here to dog Ramona anytime, any place. But even then it just it just felt very weird to even bring her up and bring up her drinking. When I was specifically asking you a question, the fact that as soon as you heard Andy say that you automatically got defensive speaks volumes. I mean, beyond the fact that you deflected Dorinda. It's not good. Secondly, it's just abundantly clear to me Andy came into this like or she's out she of better here. own her shit or she's out of here. Mm, she's stupid for not seeing that. Of course she has absolutely no like self-awareness. She has no self-awareness. She has no idea what she comes off as. She can't even watch it on TV and be biased and just view it as a TV show and be like, okay, I look crazy. Even if it's the edit. Most people just be like, it's the edit. It's the edit. <laughs> You're not even blaming you on the edit. You're saying there's no problem. It's like textbook denial. <laughs> you're crazy like only guilty people deflect in my opinion to the degree that Dorinda is exactly she is not happy that the axe is coming down on her and I would challenge her to reflect on the woman we once met when she was had perspective when she first came on she seemed like she had a head on her shoulder yeah either a good head on her that wasn't a real her or she quickly became miserable <laughs> and and I get the show can change people in crazy yeah. ways. I get it. But yeah. wow. The, you, never, you never needed to be on here. It's really crazy. Carol was kind of talking about that on the show, on the podcast, saying, like, she felt like she stayed way longer than she wanted to. Like, into, you know what I mean? Past the point of, like, 
it was a good look for her because the money and like because how many seasons is Carol on? Like five? Was it four or five? She came on season five, left season ten. In the I guess season seven, um, Heather wasn't even going to come back for season seven because she she also quit after season seven. She didn't like get fired. So after season six, she was like, I'm not going to come back for season seven. But Carol backed her, so she came back. And after seven, she was like, oh, you can't convince me for shit. I'm not staying. It's so cool to be one of the housewives to be like, I'll call it before they do. Absolutely. Like, I'll end on a high. That's someone I like that. who has, like, smart business acumen. <laughs> you know where, like, you're needed and where you're not. You know what I mean? Like, you know where you overstayed your welcome. Yeah, Carol, if she had just cut herself one season earlier, she would have ended so much yeah. more gracefully. Um. So, honestly, a greater portion of this first part was just trying to get Zorinda to open up about the fact that she is in fact a drunk and that when Bethany called her a drunk on that flight in Puerto Rico um, it was actually fucking well deserved and that's pretty much it you know she's just arguing a lot with Ramona it's weird I don't really understand where their beef really started yeah did I miss something yeah where did they get off track I remember multiple times Dorinda in the season yelling at her that she was mean, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the way she was with Leah and how, um. Oh, yeah. And then Mexico, too, that whole, like, where she called her a drunk again and, yeah. And then when she sent the articles, the nasty articles about Ramona, yeah, that's, I guess that. But you know what? I feel like, I mean, (laughs) the person that gets mad at being called a drunk is the drunk. I don't, the drunk in denial, I guess. Um. I would just laugh. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if okay. someone called me a drunk today, I would say, okay. But, like, the fact that you were doubling down, bad move, bad business move overall, but, like, really bad move for your career in the standing. And then she also kind of alludes to, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but, yeah, I am a little bit. She um should have taken the year off. I, I wonder if that's kind of them leaving that in to tell us that they're making her take a year off and she'll be back. I don't know. It's just how many times do people have to tell, like how many people in different scenarios and settings and whatever have to tell you, we think you have a problem in order for you to believe that you might have a problem. Like you're not even entertaining it as a possibility that you could have a problem. You're just flat out saying, no, I don't. And then at first, even she was, it was tough for her to even admit to Luann shit. It took her two parts to finally get to, okay, yeah, Luann, I owe her an apology. But in this first part, she's here talking about, uh, it's period, point blank, I'm sorry, I did what I did. She was just saying it was because Ramona was mean to her, and Andy says, well, Luann, even when Luann brings it up, she goes, period, done. I don't know what else to say. Like, sorry? Like, my bad? Yeah, like, she was right? Weird. Anything would do. She does not like to apologize to anybody. And it's like, you know, you know the simplest way to not apologize to anybody, to not have to? By, I don't know, not doing offensive things. If you are somebody that cannot apologize to people, then stop putting yourselves in situations where you have to apologize to somebody. <laughs> like, it's really that simple. But unfortunately, like we've been saying, you're a fucking drunk. And you say the meanest shit. An admission of, like, guilt would be nice. 
even if that's classic, if you can't apologize, like mouth the words, I'm sorry, or I apologize, you can just be like, I was, that's my fault. Like, just put it on you. That's easy to own. That's easy to be like, I have to work on some shit. She, she could have done a Ramona spin on it. You know what I mean? I need to renew myself. I need to do this. I need to do that. She didn't even say like, I have a plan to get myself back on track it was sad when she also added to the list that her dog died that dog lucy we knew lucy i mean she wasn't like a coco like we know her, know her but break. i remember lucy you were tripping before lucy died though i mean let's be honest but it was sad that that was added she didn't even right. mention that the storyline like this year it wasn't part of her storyline at all <laughs> uh so the next part they just bring up the fact that you know they give Tinsy her little montage and um, basically discuss her and Scott's, you know, new relationship. And they're engaged now, right? Yeah, they are. are really the bigger question is, are they going to get married? Because now I feel like she has something to prove to everyone, especially Dorinda. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And Scott has put her through so fucking much with the on-again, off-again shit. And the move here, move there, it, get off it, TV it, show, all that. Time, that he better follow through with the shit. For- 72 days or whatever <laughs> like you gotta give me that we get that yeah we understand that if they do that then i'll make oh for two and so he is exactly bachelorette you won't have the long have the long-term marriage but you'll get married <laughs> you'll you have a fabulous life that long but you could still say that you got married that's literally <laughs> sonia's life in a nutshell wow we should write a dissertation about this yeah and so honestly the biggest Mm-hmm. reveal the most important reveal of this part of the reunion is why in fact was Dorinda so obsessed being mean to Tinsley not even obsessed with Tinsley but being mean to her and the answer the reveal a bombshell that apparently allegedly John had asked Scott for money Scott lent John the money. Dorinda found out about this money exchange and blew the fuck up on John. And it was actually caught on camera and they played a clip of it. And then apparently, because when Tinsley brings this up at the reunion, Dorinda denies as she always does. Apparently it was so bad between Dorinda and Tinsley that night that they, the production had to get Tinsley, they wanted to give her like a hotel room. Like they wanted to get her out of that house because Dorinda was going on a fucking rampage. And then Andy confirms it. So many things cross my mind. A, Dorinda's the one that needs to go to the fucking hotel room. How are you going to kick my <laughs> ass out when she's the one that's dangerous here? Production hates me. They want her here because it's drama. But whatever. And listen, Dorinda can deny the story all she wants, but Scott is such a friend. <laughs> when I tell you something, you better goddamn well. Was that Dorinda Medley on the fucking phone? <laughs> she fucking said. <laughs> call her, call her. Are you there? <laughs> Wait, did we get Dorinda on the phone? <laughs> listen, I don't want my man borrowing money from my friends man either you know i i mean not even <laughs> borrowing he's giving out you know grants he doesn't even want the money back smart everyone knows you do not lend money that you are expecting to get back that's just <laughs> money lending yeah whether it's your friends or your spouse or whatever 
what do we think the lump sum was? Because we're talking big money. He's not going to give him tiny money. Candy money. It's not going to be that. I don't know. You think it's like a mil? Or more? No, no, no. no. Maybe half a mil, though. I could yeah. be in, see it being in like the six figure range for sure, though. I was thinking like a quarter mil, but half a mil. If he gave him half a mil, I was thinking not big enough. But damn, if it was half a mil, I would fucking tweak too. Also, that's John has a pattern of going behind Dorinda's back and asking people for favors and trying to get little extra one ups. He did the same shit with Bethany, trying to talk to her behind Dorinda's back. He kind of did the same thing with um with the guy with the skinny the skinny guy skinny girl debate clip clip all of that was John being messy. He likes to dip his hands into all of the privileges that come with Real Housewives. So I believe he could suss fucking uh Scott from a mile away, and so that is the type of dude that would give me some money for free. Let me go see what I can get. Uh, what I'm not understanding is how hustler attitude, honestly. Dorinda took that information and that anger of John borrowing money and decided to hate Tinsley for it. <laughs> like, what does Tinsley have to do with this? Because your man and is sloppy I truly and don't believe Tinsley. And he'll take a lump sum. Thought no anything problem. of it really? Maybe she had made some comments, but only to Scott. Like she never alluded to anything no. like that on television. And Tinsley's never treated John with any sort of outward disrespect that I could see on the show. Yeah. Had I not, had we not found out this bombshell, I would have never assumed this would have happened. She kept it very hush-hush, but that's because she has real money. It's not a big deal, but very interesting. John, going behind her back. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. I thought that Madame Paulette, his premier dry cleaning service, they service dresses and outfits from the Met Gala. So I'm confused why he's short money. But then I answered my own question because he's an alleged drug addict. And I realized drug addicts, they blow through money really quickly. Money is nothing. So I answered my own question. Alleged. Right. And it's it's just very possible that Dorinda is just this miserable just because of Richard, who is the, the the fucking ghost, will never get rid of. Um, and He's the Robert Kardashian of this show. You know what I mean? Like, whoa. Um, but I also love her. I have no idea about John's finances. I have nothing to do with John's finances. Wait, what? Like, as if they're not going to show the clip immediately after of you doing all of this. They kicked her out on her ass so bad. I mean, no graceful exit. Wow. I just think there was multiple opportunities, um, you know, that Andy tried to give her on this reunion, and she didn't take any of them. She wasn't looking for them. This was a boots on the ground from BravoCon that they had, like, a, you know, they had all those panels, and one of them was a producer panel, and a Roni producer was on the panel, multiple Roni producers, but... Dorinda's story producer specifically and he said that every morning she would call him every single day and they would speak for hours about the show about you know what I mean about her image about all of that 
And I can imagine she turned into a true Jill Zarin, where she became obsessed with the show, thinking about the show all day, every day, how she looks on the show, what people were saying about the show, what people were saying about her on the show, mm. everything. That's why she freaked out about Tinsley, saying she almost ruined the fucking show. Like, the show, again, you can't, you have to keep a safe distance from the sun. You can't fly too close to it. You can't get too caught up in the show because then it's, you know what I mean? It it gets too mm-hmm. complicated. You end up like a Lisa Rinna. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's that entire episode for sure. And that's that. So we're moving on to the second part. Um, and it's, again, a continuation about the Tins and Dorinda beef. Nothing really new to report here. Just know that Dorinda's maintaining that the reason why she blew up when Leah merely mentioned Tinsley's name um, in her, you know, homage, homage toast. Basically, she was just saying Tinsley left the show. Tinsley didn't bring you on the show. Apparently, Bethany dropped Leah's name into people's ears. And also Bravo producers were vetting Tinsley, I mean, vetting Leah anyway. And that Tinsley and Leah weren't necessarily friends, but became friends prior to filming. So they met through the show. Um, A little bit of tea on that from Watch What Happens Live was Bethany got on Andy's ass because she said for this season here, she only gave him a list of eight people and Leah was one of the people. She was mad about 30 versus eight. But I think he was talking about, it was revealed that every year she gives them, even when she's not on the show, every single year she gives them a list of people. So I think he was just talking about like a 30 over time type shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like about 30 names or whatever. So he said that about her. And then she also said that the producers were not, that there was no producer trying to reach out to Leah. The producer was coming to her asking for information and stuff. But I'm like, uh, you're getting in the weeds here. That's how you, I know you want to be on the show so bad again. You're, you're too interested in it. Like, relax, okay? Her, like, what she calls attention to detail is what I call neurosis. Like, <laughs> you're just yeah. being very neurotic. Like, okay, whatever. You were still mentioned, you were still credited. Like, get over it. Like, yes, we know. You are submitting names. Most of these people would not be here with you know, if not for you, we get it. Okay. She reveals Aviva was someone she suggested. And Aviva brought it, okay? <laughs> I love that she said Aviva. And she Aviva... probably said it because of the Harry Dubin of it all. The Harry Dubin BD. That makes so much sense. Aviva brought it. That bitch came and threw her leg across the fucking table. I, I mean, shit. <laughs> no one has done it like that, and no one ever will, probably. So... <laughs> Yeah, interesting choice. Interesting choice. She also says there's been some black people on that list. They just never panned out, of course. We never quite make it. Yeah, I heard that part too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we just never seem to make it. It's the effort that counts, right? Mm. Not this year. We're not taking that anymore. It's 2020. And then when I heard that, I, I thought about how, like, <laughs> truly segregated um, <laughs> Housewives is. It's like, it's either the black franchise or it's the white yeah. franchise. They had at least, you know, one mm-hmm. <laughs> white character on there. Yeah. Kim, I have to give it to Kim for holding her own 
her ass. And Kim, yeah, held her own and and took it there. Okay. Yeah. She's she Michael. really, 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 really did a great job to be the only white <laughs> woman on that cast and to, to just be as trashy and low down, dirty monkey with a wig on as the rest of them. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the former Kim again. She TV happened. TV AIDS. We know that person no longer exists. RIP. Yeah. So Dorinda was just saying it was disingenuous. Then I was wondering, is disingenuous a word? Um, maybe it is. How would I know? She was married to the professor, you know, not me. So <laughs> the other day I forgot what I think I was watching OC and Gretchen said anxiousness. And I screamed, I'm like, anxiety? <laughs> I was like, what is the noun of anxious? I think it's anxiety. I don't think it's anxiousness. I have an odd feeling that's not a word. What was interesting though is that one of the viewers asked the question, because I guess, you know, who were the only ones that sense? Asked why nobody stood up for Tinsley when Tinsley was clearly being bullied. <laughs> yeah. Sonia said that Dorinda was hurting and she felt taken advantage of. I think it's because Dorinda let her live in her house over Corona. She feels indebted to her, so she's showing that loyalty, but you brought Tinsley on the show. You should be the one to, like, bridge the gap between the two of them. But I still don't understand how she felt taken advantage of via what from Tinsley. Tinsley doesn't owe during the shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite understanding what she was saying. She feels like her kindness was taking advantage of. I don't understand why she's so obsessed with the timeline of her and Scott and when they were messing around and when they were compared to when she was talking about on the show versus when she wasn't like, she's like, she saw her, she saw him again right after the reunion last year and like all this other shit. Like who cares? Like we know that they're on again, off again. We don't have to see every time they get back on and every time they get off. <laughs> Dorinda gets wacko. Yeah, and I don't want to be on the receiving end of the wacko, so I'm just gonna keep my fucking mouth shut. Right, um, Ramona had enough of her issues with Dorinda. She did not need to pile onto that, which is crazy because Dorinda was her friend originally. I wrote down a whole list, and I'm gonna rat- rattle it off right now. This is has nothing to do with anything, but I started to write down the list of everybody. Okay, Monique and Sharice, Dorinda, Ramona, Carlton, and Kyle. Carol and Andy, Teresa and her entire family, LVP and Dorit, Ashley and Candace, Peggy Tanus and Alexis Bellino, Lou and Barbara, Kyle and Camille, Brandy and Adrian, Siggy and Margaret, Heather and Sonia, um, Kenya and Portia, and Lori and Vicky. I forgot that Kenya brought Portia, quote, quote unquote, brought Portia on. But the Siggy and Margaret took me out. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? I forgot about that one too. And I was thinking about that. I said, damn. It's not even all of them. That was just some ones I just was searching for. Yeah, he just hit. Damn. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that Tinsley made out with her sister. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Dabney. Tinsley, Dabney and Tinsley made out. And I would have, I thought that she was going to like be horrified when she saw that footage. Again, these people have no self-awareness. She's just like laughing like, oh yeah, ha, ha, it's totally fine. Just a silly joke. Me and my sister once I made out. Like, yeah. huh? What? <laughs> and then she tried to explain it. Her explaining it was worse. Like, oh. It's weird. <laughs> no matter how you put it. Especially because your names are Tins- Tinsley and Dabney. <laughs> it doesn't help matter. It's called incest. 
Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's not good. And then she's like, yeah, my sister said I was good at kissing too. I'm like, now it's getting, it's again, crossing <laughs> many lines. <laughs> How about we do this? Is there anything that you want to talk about and bring up? Because I'm not seeing anything more though. My C minus for this part was generous. I'm lowering it to a D. Then <laughs> Tinsley gets off the stage, I guess. And that's her goodbye. Well, it's also revealed that Dorinda is potentially dating somebody else. Good for her. I hope he has lots of money and he'll pay you in the off season. <laughs> I'm about to say, I hope he makes you happy because, like, you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, she's supposed to be working with Bethany now. Her and Bethany talk every day. I forgot at one point Ramona says, Bethany's in your ear every day. But Bethany did say on Watch Times Live, they talk every day. Does she approve of fucking Dorinda's behavior? I need to know. No, she said she told Dorinda not to lean into the Tinsley thing, and she did anyway. And then, like, when they were talking during, like, after the Tinsley stuff started to spiral, I'm sure Dorinda was ashamed, so she wasn't bringing it up to Bethany. So Bethany didn't know about it once until it had spiraled out of control. And then by that point, it was already done. No, she didn't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> she's living in the shadows because she's ashamed of her actions, but she can't admit it out loud. Like her turkey baster comment was absolutely horrific. And Ramona was so glad she apologized for that. Look, look, she's apologizing. She's apologizing. Say it again, Dorinda. Say it again. I maybe I'm, uh, ew, oh, I shouldn't have said that. A very choppy apology at best. And I'm with Tinsley. Too little, too fucking late. I mean, they talk about Lou and her stint in jail. I mean, whatever with the Humane Society. Her new show, Mary Fuck Hill, which if Corona's done anything good, it's taking Lou out of business. So that's great. Traitor. <laughs> I love Lou. I love Lou too, but her cabaret's got to stop. It's you stop at a high. After this last round, this Mary fuck kill shit, gotta go. You know what I mean? She should end it here. But who are we marrying and who are we fucking and who are we killing? How is that a whole show? Okay. Tinsley, Ramona, Dorinda. I think I would have to give the same one that um, Sonya gave. Ramona's murdered. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Probably marry Tinsley and fuck Dorinda. I couldn't be married to Dorinda. You'd fuck Dorinda? I would have to fuck Dorinda because I can't marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather marry Tinsley. Hmm. Dorinda's a lot of work. A lot of work? At least Tinsley's like, it's like babysitting a little bit. Arrested development more. I can take that. All right, Bethany and Kara Luann. Oh, that's tough. Because I like to kill first because it's just the easiest thing. But with that trio. Right, like, who are you killing? <laughs> I'm sure you're not killing Carol. I'm not. I don't. I love Carol. I can't kill Carol. And my instinct would be to, out of those three, I feel like maybe Mary Carol, she's probably the most calm. And then, mm, I know my answer. I guess I will fuck Luann and then kill Bethany. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Luann has a rave review, so I need to see. Yeah. She was that. never not getting, like, something. She was going to have to get something. I have to see what all the ranting and raving about, it. I mean, is all about. So, Carol, Luann, Sonia. Ooh. 
You said Carol Lewins, Sonia. Carol Lewins. Mary Carol. Yikes. Those other two are hard. I know. That's why I took the corpse out and put Sonia in. Because Sonia is she livens it up. I mean you don't want you don't want to kill Luann or Sonia, really. Yeah, it's tough. You can't kill either one of them. It feels hard. I think I would still fuck Luann and I would kill Sonia. Mm, see, I would switch it. I would, I would fuck Sonya and kill Luann. Sonya's more annoying than Luann in the long run. For sure. But that's why I just we would have to fuck. Because I think she's also grosser. Overall. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely down for a lot more. And I could probably take advantage of her a little bit. So I just wouldn't want to hear about, like, you know, her ex or anything like that. And I feel like... I, <laughs> I mean, you would have to hear about the ex. I'm sure he'll come up in some way, shape, or form, but I'll just report it on the pod. That's how I'll flip it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luann, it's still Luann's hour, and she's talking about like her alcoholism. And <laughs> I hate the way she says that word. Um, and how her father had more class in one pinky than most people have in their whole bodies. And then they show a picture of Luann from back in the day. She looks gorgeous. She's with her husband. She's with her father. <laughs> and she's um, taking him around the world. And she got to show him a nice life. That's so cool. I'm sure it's great when, like, you grew up, like, you know, blue collar. And then one of your eight kids, like, makes it big. And they get to, like, spoil you. That's so fun. I, side note, I watched the Kardashians premiere. They've gotten my last view. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I am up to here with the hijinks. And they've done one too many pranks for me. And for them to use a premiere to do pranks, mm -mm. calling it quits. I mean, they show Leah heavily making out with that guy, that Canadian guy, when they were in Mexico. And then they show um, Soya when she steps into that party. First of all, her entrance is everything. Because when she first got to the bottom of the stairs, she goes, what are you looking at? I don't bite. And then she walks in and she's talking to that guy, the young black guy. And she says, um, what? When you look at me, what do you see, Grandma? Yeah, he was like, yeah! <laughs> uh, that's why they need us on these shows more often. We just bring a level of truth to these shows that they just need. And Sonia loved it. She was like, listen, I mean, this, the kid is on it. But then Luann said that, oh, I had to bring her, I had to take her away from them. Hmm. I don't why? know what that I means because... I'm about to say, why, Luann? Was she, she claims it's because he's in college. Yeah, right. She claims it's because he's in college. But Sonya's messed with college guys before. Right. But they were trust fund kids, so it was different, I guess. It was a tad bit racist. <laughs> Over under, how many guys do you think Sonya made out with at that party? <laughs> <laughs> or just people. Let me just cap it at people because, you know, never know what the ladies were hitting for that night. At least, like, five. Yeah, I was thinking five, too. Just line them up and take them out. And then it's revealed that Ramona was having sex with that young guy, which we already knew. But for some reason, he's telling Dorinda every dirty detail. Yeah, me. Oh. <laughs> These girls are nasty. On a poop smear note, since Ramona's always pooping and everything, and, you know, Leah said that she poops during sex. Um, Heather also mentioned, allegedly, the next morning after the pirate, she went into the room because she said that they were like they tore the room up so she was going in there to like clean it up um 
And when she went in there to clean it up, there were two types of smears on the floor. Some were like shoe skids and some were other types of skids from the anal play, I can assume. Wait, 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 wait. Who was this from? From Sonya and the pirate. I mean, it comes with the anal territory, but the fact that no one came to clean up or they just rocked it out. And then also to do that with a one night stand is crazy. Crazy. Because was this before or after her vaginal rejuvenation? I think this was. I think before. before. And now we know why she was doing it. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's honestly how some people live. It's interesting. I know she said that that trip really broke her in as a housewife. I can't imagine. The drug of it all alone, I'm sure, is insane. But the actual actions they do once they're off the drugs and off the alcohol. All right, y'all, um, grab a snack and come on back. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. And when you get back, we'll be talking the rest of the Roni reunion and a little bit of Watch What Happens Live with Bethany. Okay, so we're back and we're covering the last part of the reunion. Um and one of the opening questions, someone asked Dorinda if her way of speaking is European influenced. And they point out the fact that she says, can you imagine? And here's the thing. And now I'm wondering, is that European? Because I say those things all the time, too. Yeah, I don't know if it's that because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this seems just like phrases that people say i don't know if i would have chalked it up to your her living in europe <laughs> next across the street from princess Diana. Right? people are always trying to exoticize themselves i'm like girl that is round the way girl language like i don't know peculiar they also asked luann if she sees herself as the peacemaker of the group her the examples they gave for her because she is always trying to like push it along in a positive way like the, the true like thesis of that was in the middle of that dinner in Rhode Island where she was like um would anyone like a shrimp like, <laughs> <laughs> and usually when she feels like she's being disrespected I kind of agree with her I'm like yeah because people seem to take it very extreme with Luann also um so I do think that she's the peacekeeper in the context of she's always just trying to be happy. Like, she's just always like, yo, whatever, dust yourself off and keep it moving. Like, it's, she's not really one to really dwell on miserable shit. And I think that in this kind of group helps keep the peace because these people like to dwell on shit. Um, and she's just very like, all right, let's move on. So then they, it was interesting because they bring up the topic of like dick pics um which seems kind of out of character for a show like this until you realize like the girls that are you know on this particular franchise and so you know he asked a question like who's been getting dick pics and we obviously know leah is one of them and who do you think is the one that's gotten the most and at first they said ramona which i totally agree with right and then they said Sonia but Sonia said 
a couple years ago that that was the first dick pic she had ever gotten, and it wasn't even for her. So I believe her on that. She wouldn't lie about it. Right. And for me, I just feel like Sonia's more about that action. So she's less, like, dick pic-oriented. It's more, like, you know, pull up. <laughs> yeah, Ramona's a flirt, so she has no problem sending a boudoir photo. <laughs> right. I feel like if you're somebody that's getting a lot of dick pics, it's like you're just a flirt. Um, why do you think Ramona bringing up her 50 friends is a trigger for these people? For Sonia, it bothers her, I think, because she knows those people longer, but they have deeper relationships with Ramona right now. So that is a trigger to her. Like, it's, again, the life she used to have. They used to be her close friends. They're not her close friends anymore. They're still friends of yours, but they're closer to Ramona, unfortunately. So I think that drives her batty. And I think everyone else is just annoying. I don't know. The 50 friends thing is just like, why do you keep saying the 50 friends? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever sat? I've never sat and counted on my fingers how many friends I had. I could scrounge up. Like when Dorinda was like, you don't even know some of these people. I'm sure <laughs> I could scrounge up a room full of 50 people that I kind of know. <laughs> It's just, I feel like if it makes Ramona feel good, just let her have it. You know she's a nut job. And you know that these 50 people aren't really her close friends, all right? Like, let it go. Stop giving her. The more attention you give it, the more she's going to keep saying it, in my opinion. So I'm just like, ignore her every time she says it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is her, again, her pride and joy, like you just said. So let her have a 50. <laughs> Her having 50 friends is her pride and fucking joy. So let her have it. Ramona's a social climber. I'm like, yeah, we know that. That's old news. Ramona confirmed that she's coming back as well. So not old enough news. She'll be back for another <laughs> season. Are you shocked? This is her fucking pride. After her 50 friends, this is her pride and joy. <laughs> she's officially now the longest standing housewife. which I don't know if that was really well deserved at this point <laughs> it shows you're a horrible person because number two is Vicky G so I guess the top <laughs> the top people are always going to be discussing human beings Ramona admits that the reason her and Elise fell out is because she wanted blind loyalty once Elise came on the show as her friend and she didn't show her blind loyalty so she acted like she didn't know her so she wouldn't get screen time and she would be dropped not revealing anything that we didn't know already. Um, and as far as the blind loyalty goes, of course that's what she fucking wanted. <laughs> you know, and I don't think. I mean, listen, this is Ramona we're talking about, so obviously the logic is not always going to be top top notch. But I don't feel like Elise was particularly disloyal like I felt like she was pretty good at being pretty neutral in my opinion throughout the show I'm not really seeing where they broke up even at one point where they're saying she has Stockholm syndrome and she's identifying with her captor she was trying to be blindly loyal (laughs) but you can't then also be mean to me right you want me to blindly follow you and support you you, I don't feel like you can be mean to me and dog me every chance you get and then tell people you don't want me invited to trips and shit. Like, 
That's weird. I can't be loyal to you if you're being disloyal to me. <laughs> like, that would be wholly blindly loyal. That would, I would be a fool. Like, that's beyond blind loyalty. And you know what? The only people that demand blind loyalty are the people that are nutjobs. <laughs> Who have shit that you could be pointing out. <laughs> right. Or people that are that you should be dis- disloyal, quote unquote, to. Because they're nuts. Damn, she didn't make yeah. enough of an impact to do her this dirty. Um, even Barb got better. <laughs> I can't believe Barb got tossed to the side like a rag doll over the fact that she says she's not Adele. Come on, Lou. have some, have some fucking perspective, Lou. Come on. Now that's some blind loyalty. I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> she got kicked for that. And you're over here. Crowdfunding for a Gucci bag. Am I understanding that correctly? Right. And her first one at that, because Leah points out the other one she carries is fake. Ah! <laughs> wow. Why would everyone have a fake Gucci bag? I believe her. She thinks she can get away with it. They won't notice. This is a good fake. You know what I mean? She thinks her fake is great. But why? I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to have a fake. You can afford comfortably so a real. That's how the rich stay rich. They don't spend their money on that shit. They get somebody else to pay for it, or they this carry is. a fake. This is true. So this is true. That's how she got it. She said, "I'm not spending my money on it, but I will ask each of my friends to donate a hundred dollars to my Gucci bag, and I will freak out like a twing getting." their ears pierced or something. <laughs> it's like when your mom, when you're 16 and you ask your mom if you can get your belly button pierced. She's like, yeah. She's like tweaking. And I'm like, bitch, it's just a Gucci bag. Not even a beautiful one at that. <gasps> sorry, Gucci. <laughs> Gucci, I'm sorry. We've been taking you out these last two podcast episodes. If you want to send us anything for free, we'll put, again, this is, we're leaving it wide open. We'll insert an ad here. If all our dreams come true, there will be a Gucci ad right after that. You know what brand I really love? Gucci. Hmm. I feel like that's what I Say it isn't so. <laughs> you know, I used to be very anti-Gucci, but, you know, I just, I bit the bullet and I got me a bag and wow. <laughs> this is not My so quality of life has improved due to these Gucci bags I carry every day now. <laughs> my Gucci bag goes with everything I wear it everywhere I get complimented every day even my nice. mask is Gucci <laughs> if you want us to send us something we'll do a complete 180 alright <laughs> we have no problem selling our souls <laughs> but in the meantime in between time it, the bag wasn't that cute mm-hmm. Sonia's segment was tragic like she it was really sad. She kept looking to people to like get reaffirmance, affir- reassurance. Wow, reaffirmance. I'm turning into <laughs> Sonia. <laughs> I'm turning into Ramona um, to get reassurance and stuff. And when they showed that her tax return said that she lost $5,000 the prior year and got no extra sales off of Fashion Week, she looked to Ramona. Ramona's like, I love you. She was like, I love you too. It's just like she needed support in that moment. It was really tragic. And then to see her stuff go on racks 
at Century 21, which has since filed for bankruptcy because of COVID, it was all, it ended dark even. Oh. Sonya can't ever get off of this show. But then she has enough money for a facelift, so I don't, I don't really know. And she went to the best of the best, honey. Let's best believe that. I have to think it was deeply discounted. Some percentage off. I can't think that she paid the full 75. Is that how much it is? 75,000? From this guy, I think it's in the 70, 80 range. That's what I heard. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Oh, wow. I mean, it's worth it, though. Like, he literally takes off 10, 20 years easily off of these women's faces. Mm-hmm. And Sonya looked so bad this season. Yeah, everything was catching up there. But now, the jowls are gone. The chin and jaw is defined. The lips are upturned. Maybe I'm speaking at a turn here because I haven't seen it. But I hope that Margaret Joseph's facelift looks something like this. And I have a feeling it doesn't. <laughs> well, Margaret was perpetually in some financial straights. So I don't think she's going to be able to afford the 75000 She probably has more than Sonya. Didn't she say Joe is a real estate developer? I mean, every Joe in New, New Jersey is a real estate <laughs> I'm about to say he's a real estate developer. Quote, quote, quote. <laughs> <laughs> Wise guy is what it is. In the fucking toaster line. No one will ever let her forget this damn toaster. Why didn't the toaster ever come to fruition? I'm not getting it. Well, she looked radiant in this little 2011 flashback. At that reunion, she did look so cute. Mm -hmm. Also, did you notice halfway through the season, we didn't see John a lot. But John was in that first episode where he grabbed that sheet, that sheet pan, and it was hot with no gloves, and he dropped it. But then he showed up Mm -hmm. again at her dinner party, like her birthday dinner party, which was like the penultimate her last episode. Did you notice his eyebrow was extremely raised on one side, like Jafar? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I'll be on the lookout when I see it. I actually, it may actually be an emergency that I need you to go back to the episode and just see his eyebrow. I'm not doing that right now. Not immediately right now, but I'm telling you, at some point in time, it's going to have to be addressed. <laughs> but it's only one eyebrow. It's truly insanity. And it's also kind of sheeny and shiny. It looks like something happened. I can't tell what happened, though. I need your medical expertise. <laughs> also, I would like to play a drinking game where we take a drink every time Dorinda has a jewel in her hand when she's in one of these scenes. She always has a fucking jewel on her. Even when she's cussing Leah out in this finale, there's a, f- a silver jewel in her hand. Not the paper thrown about. I love you, Dorinda. <laughs> if you love someone, do you then throw their text between you and them at their face at a reunion? Because, I mean, what does the text mean from the apologizer, Ramona? Dorinda's whole thing about how Ramona doesn't care about her because she never took her aside off camera, but then she also wanted to put her whole life on camera. But also then when someone did care about you and took you aside on camera, you still didn't like it. It's like... She's making up all these rules as she goes, but they're 
they've already happened or she's already contradicted herself. It just it's a bad look. I mean, Ramona with that face saying that she need they need to make up that she's I'm about to cry. Dorinda also has a gash on her bottom lip this entire reunion. Same fighting. Exactly what it was. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Dorinda have that turban on? That whole look. It's confusing to me. No one looked good at that party. No one. <laughs> they all looked horrible. Hmm. Dorinda said that she was more overwhelmed than ever this season and did not reach out for help enough. Something that was also confusing and that would kind of happen in the first part was that whole page six article about her and John breaking up. She said she didn't leak it. It was one of her good friends. Your friend then tells you that like they were like they and it hadn't even happened yet. They hadn't even broken up but the frame was to speed it along, so they leaked it to the press. <laughs> what kind of friends do you have? Why does everyone hate John Medesian? Is it because he's bad, or is there something else going on? Well, he's a drug addict, Jay. Unfortunately, I, I think that plays a part in it. Well, they make it seem like it's because he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your housewife on display? Dorinda. It's not yeah. going to go to anyone else but Dorinda. She really, sorry Leah. she was like kind of the whole reunion just trying to hold her feet to the fire besides Ramona really. Yeah. And it's her last one and she dug herself into a hole. She ended her career on this reunion so I have to give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, I feel like Andy was really, really trying to get her to Really trying to give her an out. And she just like refused to take it. Yeah, Andy seemed pretty disgusted by her behavior at the reunion as well. He really did. Just very disgusted and confused, as we all were, really. Um, did you still want to talk about Watch What Happens Live? Yeah. I mentioned most of the stuff that I found interesting during the episode. Um, okay. I can, I'm watching it right now. I mean, she, my overall notes were, A, you can tell they have such a close friendship, Andy and Bethany, and that they talk a lot. Mm-hmm. B, Bethany was just as neurotic as usual, and kind of seemed like she's going stir crazy a little bit in that house, and she was just like, when he asked her what did she miss about being a housewife, she named a laundry list of things. And seem seem like she really missed it, and like she has a lot of free time, and she misses doing the show. Um, right. And then of course she says that she's open to coming back, um, but she's already she has to tell Andy her idea. It would have to be a complete overhaul of the show. It would be quote mm-hmm. a new show, mm-hmm. which is what they need anyway. So, and I could totally see her first confessional, like her first scene back, her first personal scene, her first confessional back. She's like, I fucking know. Like, what the fuck? Am I crazy or what? I could see her like in that confessional right now saying that. Like, who the fuck leaves and comes right the fuck back? Like, yeah. So I hope she comes back. I do. I hope she comes back, revamps the show, gets some of these African-Americans she's been vetting on the show. And let's see what's <laughs> happening. Unless he was shaking. Talks to on the show are Dorinda and Sonia. Plan go under after 
that whole Miami situation basically was, I guess, is what did it. Which is just crazy though, because the whole beginning of season eleven, at least, like she's in Luann's corner. She was a part of Luann's whole fucking right intervention, intervention team. So saved her when she was running out in the fields in a negligee. Fucking cut her cards damn near when she was making all these erratic purchases. So. Right, got like legal counsel over her and became her legal guardian during this process. I mean, did so much for her. Took her car physically and Black Luann's car because Luann apparently almost killed her friends while drunk driving. It's like a lot going on. And it's sad to see that like she did all of that and Luann kicked her to the side. She kind of alludes to it a couple times that she felt like she was all in with Luann and Luann was checked out on her, which was Barb's same thing. So maybe that's just... But that's Luann. She just... And part of her love and light, it's all about herself. And you, you just really hate to hear that. It's a note about her cameo in Beverly Hills and how she had said that. Remember when she said Erica's videos were cheap and all that shit in the Hamptons? <laughs> she was saying that, like, she kind of came in there, like, fourth wall breaking. She kind of came in there New York style and they're all Beverly Hills. So they were showing her the videos trying to get her to do this scene. Like, you know what I mean? Gassing her up like, look how disgusting these videos are. And look how cheap they are. Ooh, Erica. And so when she said at the table, none of them backed her up or none of them agreed. They were all like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, very Beverly Hills. Mm. Lisa Rinna, I'm sure, was number one on that list. Because she definitely was grossed out by that video, but then was acting like, it's cool what Erica does. Yikes. It's just all there's there's just so much that we also just don't know, you know, and mm-hmm. um breaks my heart because I want to know. What just behind all these housewives, like the all the things that happened with Luann, like it was really easy to be like, oh Luann's aren't really an alcoholic. Yeah, she gets a little, you know, whatever from time to time, but I don't think she has a problem. I think she just got caught. At least is how I was thinking. I was like, maybe she just got caught. You know, bad place, bad time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like revealed that she's doing all this thing and getting sued by her children because of all the things that she's doing. And it's just like, okay. And it's quote unquote partying all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I take that back. Um, this bitch is crazy. And he had another addict on the show. She was also a true addict because she was always at a state of equilibrium. She was always the same amount of wasted. Because Luann had, she just could hold her own on that. It's not that she wasn't drinking. We all saw her drink. It's just that, like, she could handle it. Or so it seemed. Right. It's the drugs, I think, for her. Because that, even in her mugshot, she looks so drugged out. If for her, she has to cap it at the drinking. She has to what? cap it at the drinking. I was saying like in her mugshot she looks so drugged out. I think the drugs are the where things go off kilter for her. I think she can handle herself drinking. It's the mixing. Yeah. Yeah, she's not good yeah. at that. And I mean, who what? is? Yeah, I was about to say I'm, and you know what? Many aren't. Another fourth wall broken moment is it's revealed that you remember the classic iconic season three um I have a message from Bethany. Jill, get a life. 
<laughs> and stay away from her. And then I am in Brooklyn and I'm raising my kids trying to survive in this economy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene, Bethany asking Alex to do that kept her on for the next season. She was going to get fired, but that like gave her a whole new like push in the show and a whole new plot line and all of that beef with Jill and all of that. That's the reason she stayed on for season four. And why does does Bethany have so much sway with this man? I just really, really need to know. But I am kind of screaming because Bethany is really a story producer because Alex had no story. She gave Alex a storyline by asking her to do that and giving her that iconic scene. And it was like, yeah, Alex can stay. That's crazy that she thinks like that. I'm about to say. But then she also claimed that she didn't know that Alex was going to, you know, go for reals like she did. Right. She knew Alex was going to do something. She didn't realize Alex was going to buy herself a season four. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Right. Which I'm not really mad at Alex, to be honest. No, that was a happy accident. That for sure was great. And um, she admits to regretting going off on our poor tragic Sonia during the whole like skinny girl tipsy girl shit the cheater brand conversation she regrets being that harsh and she also says she regrets her fallout with Carol oh shocker well she should. The, Sony, the Sony thing that she brought that up even during that season like she it was kind of like, right. like right after she was like fuck like I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done that it's it's fucking Sonia <laughs> it's really like going after like it's just like come on whereas everyone else was smart enough to know we shouldn't be going and doing a brand name tipsy girl <laughs> <laughs> and right and I guess I get why Bethany kind of lost it in that moment because Sonya does act dumber than she is and she gets away with it because of the whole floozy act. But like she did get the girl from Bethany and she knew exactly what kind of press that would garner. But she didn't quite and she also didn't pass it by Bethany before starting the brand. So she also knew it was kind of, you know, shady. Mm -hmm. But also it's even all of that being said, like it's fucking Sonya. And like she said, she's just trying to get back to where she was. She's just trying to break even. That's it. She's like, I wasn't, I'm not expecting to be like you. I'm not expecting this to blow up. <laughs> like, I'm really, really not. She just, she wants to get in a few bars and restaurants. That's all she's wanted. She's like, I'm just trying to get a little something, a little piece of the pie. <sighs> I know, that was so tragic. That was so sad. <laughs> Because honestly, she's never articulated herself better, Sonya, in that moment. Even though she got <laughs> annihilated, she was truly speaking from like, look, I know what you've done with your brand. I've seen how you came up off of it. I was just trying to, yeah, it's cheating a little bit. I'm trying to do what you've done. But on a smaller scale, I'm just trying to get a couple checks, put my kid through college. That's it. Damn. And then in the elevator in the scene after, she was like, what? So I can't do pocketbooks because Luann has pocketbooks? But I'm like, you should have said that in that moment as well. But it doesn't matter. We're here now. I don't even think it was like, yeah. But I also don't think it was even like that she was doing alcohol. 
Oh, I don't think Bethany likes the alcohol thing at all, though, because I don't. She didn't like it with Ramona either. Yeah, but she didn't go nearly as hard on Ramona. Yeah, you know, and I'm and I'm not surprised that she regrets her fallout with Carol because I'm sure she looks back and realizes that it happened over not a damn thing. Yeah, but other than that, it just. I can notice that they're just very close friends. He's desperate to have her back on. She's clearly desperate to, like, have a platform. She was so excited to be on the show. And they kind of have her. She brings out, like, relics from old times past Mm. of, like, old housewife shit that she still has and all of this other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. They play a game that is very reminiscent of that scary. Do you remember, like, the Shady Parrot on that one episode of Watch What Happens Live that truly disturbed me? (laughs) Yeah. They have a shady lime on this episode, and it's a lime with a pigtail and hoop earrings. And uh-huh. like they've they've personified this lime. It's a little minstrel show. I'm not gonna say it's racist. I will send you a photograph of it once we get off. You be the judge. Look like her name would be like Shaquana or something, but okay, oh. sure. Shady lime it is. But um they ask her about Scary Island, but classic, all she says is like she loved that moment because it finally proved her point. And she was saying like, and this I was thinking about, this kind of put it in a different perspective for me. She was saying like, obviously the Housewives is an ensemble cast and they're all different personalities, a lot going on at once. So it can be hard. Some people don't pick up on all the storylines in the moment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, if it is a group of seven women, that's a lot to catch. She was like, so certain times, of course, like you'll be the only one to catch something. And she was like, and so that whole vibe with Kelly was something I caught that everyone was else, like too busy doing something else or like not feeling. So she was like, I just felt so justified once Kelly lost it. But I'm just confused how no one peeped it because, uh, but again, I mean, you know, I'm a viewer at home, I guess, but yeah, it's different. Yeah, and they I'm... painted her wacky. Yeah, from season two on, she was always wacky to us. Yeah, I was like, because that bitch was a whack job to me from, like, early on. Yeah. I mean, they her intro, one of the clips from her intro is that iconic scene of her running in the middle of New York City in the street on a jog. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how they introduced her to us. So we always thought she was crazy. Right. See, uh, we're having a guest, guys. <laughs> the next time you hear from us, we will have a guest. And we'll be talking rap. I guess.